How's it going, man? Hey, how are you doing, man? Doing good. My name's Cam. I'll be your bartender today. What can I get you? Um, you know what? Let's start off with a beer. What do you suggest? Mm, I have I have the Four Peaks Joy Bus. That's really good. And then I have a Blue Moon. Um, what else do I have? Uh, I also have Moscow Mules. So I would either recommend either the Moscow Mule. I know it's not a beer, but you look like a Moscow Mule guy. I am a Moscow Mule guy. Do you want to start with that? Or you want to start with the Joy Bus? I haven't had a Joy Bus. Let's try that. Okay, gotcha. Cool. Let me get that for you. What's your name, man? Uh, my name is Gabriel, but Gabriel. you can just call me. You just could call me Gabe. Gabe, sorry about that. We'll call you Gabe. Let me get this for you. It's just you. easier, you know. That's fair. What's your name, man? Well, my name's Cam. Oh, see. Yeah, yeah so you, there know, we go. you know about the. Yeah, hyphenated, the shortened name. I think short names are just cooler. What do you think about shortened names? Oh, I hate it. Really? I yeah. prefer it over like a full name. No, I hate I hate going by Gabe. But why? I don't know. It's just not my name. So why don't you go by Gabriel then? Uh, it's just because it's easier, right? You know, if someone's like, hey, Gabriel. No, like, it, they're usually like, hey, Gabe. Sorry, it's going to take a second. This one's real foamy, foamy for some reason. <laughs> that nice. is quite the foam. Yeah, it's yeah. all good. Mm. So, you live in New Mexico, right? Yes. Albuquerque. Yes, I do live in Albuquerque. Do you like living in Albuquerque? I do. I do actually like living in Albuquerque. Why do you like it? Uh, I like to... Um, I don't know. I like I like to hike a lot. Okay. I like the outdoors. I love everything about the the cultural significance of you know like Albuquerque. Absolutely, we have a diverse culture here. That's yeah. For sure. So I'd say that like I like a lot of those. I mean, it's. Um, I'm not like it's not as cultural like as if like say like New York or yeah you know Miami San Francisco Los Angeles but um I like the historical cultural absolutely uh, I'd almost consider Albuquerque to be one of the more historical places in the southwest think about maybe like um Arizona or Nevada we, we we're kind of up there as far as historic historical stuff yeah I mean I mean there's a lot of like yeah. Maine thank you so much yep. man there's a lot of main historical, I would say, relevance to, to not like just Albuquerque, but New Mexico as a whole. Obviously, you know the whole Roswell aliens thing is as much as you want to get into. All I that. was gonna say, is that history or is that just science fiction? No, I mean, there's a whole there's a whole situation that happened in Roswell that we obviously don't really know anything that actually went down. But so, what do you know about Roswell? Because I actually don't know a lot about Roswell. I've been there. I've been to the museum. Kind of lame. Been to the McDonald's <laughs> there. Very cool at the museum. Uh, well, I think I know more about, I would say, the TV show Roswell than I know of like the actual Roswell. You know? I've never seen the TV show Roswell. Oh, you you got to you know not watch it. It's horrible. But <laughs> well, then why do you know everything about it? Because I'm in it. Oh, you act. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wait. So. What do you do for a living then? Because I didn't realize you were an actor. I am not an actor. Well, actually, yes, I do have my SAG card. Okay, so you're part of the, uh, the guild, right? That's what's called, the guild? Yes, the, yes, the Screen Actors Guild. <coughs> so, yeah, um, I do some acting here now and then, but my main source of income is I am an analyst for 100 Thieves, which is... The video game team. Yeah. It's yeah, that's like one of the biggest, like... Brands and video game right now. Yeah, so that was that's my uh, yeah sort of my main source of income right now. It comes and goes. Okay. Um, kind of on my way out though. Okay. As of right now, I would say. 
So what does an analyst tell when it comes to like making video games? Uh, not making video games. Not making videos, or, yeah. uh, I get video games. Yeah. Video game. I assume an analyst. Analyst. You probably analyze matches for uh, some sort of video game. Yeah. And then you provide feedback to like players. Yeah. That's okay. A, that's exactly what I do. What game do you do it for? Um, I do. I've done it for uh, CS:GO and Valorant. Valorant. Cool. Awesome. How long have you been into video games? Ooh, video games. Um, I, I've been into video games since I would say maybe five, six years old. I was very young. Okay. When, uh, how long have you been in the professional scene? Ooh, it's since 2016. 2016. Okay, gotcha. And did you start with... Because Valorant's relatively new. Valorant is relatively new. So did you start with CSGO then? Yes, I did start with CSGO. Okay. What's yeah. the difference between CSGO and Valorant as far as like communities because most people know how to play those games they're they're standard shooters you know what i mean yeah yeah they're uh, competitive fps exactly and they're the 5v5 format um what is the difference between like communities gameplay uh competitive scene like which one would you prefer more um and which one what are like some of the differences um well it's kind of hard to compare them right now because valorant is still very much in its infancy okay um, Riot is still trying to figure out how they're going to propel Valorant into the future. Um, I think they just came out with um, a whole game plan of you know franchising it, making a league format, just like how Riot did with League of Legends. Yeah, with the LCS, LEC. Yeah, and League of Legends is one of the biggest pro games yeah. out there. Yeah, I I love League of Legends. I was actually I just got back from the LCS finals. Um, oh shoot, where was that at? In Houston. Houston. Okay, yeah. gotcha. Uh, yeah, it was pretty fun. Hundred Thieves lost, so oh, dang, that's sad. But it was uh, it was good. It was the first um, it was the first like live League of Legends experience that I've ever like been with because I never really liked League of Legends until like twenty twenty, and then that was just like peak COVID. So yeah, obviously there was no. There's no live events. No, absolutely not. Because once COVID <laughs> hit, I feel bad because. I mean, at least the video game competition could survive because, I mean, that's literally what video games are. They're yeah. individual things. But those live events are super fun. I used to tune into the CSGO ones back in, like, 2016-ish, back when, like, the heyday of CSGO. Yeah, um, exactly. Uh, I, I'll, you know, it's what kind of what makes it worth it to the pro players. Uh, just that competing, it adds another level of to them that they could like you know like level up per se you know some people get boosts from seeing the live crowd some people oh, yeah. get those nerves of seeing you know a stadium filled up with 20,000 people cheering that's kind of insane i can't imagine being on a stage that big do you get stage fright cuz you're an analyst but i assume you also play the games right you're probably there present with it yeah do you ever get stage fright with that amount of people or do you find that it boosts you more um you know, I've never gotten, uh, I don't think I've ever gotten stage fright. I mm -hmm. mean, I've been part of, like, uh, competitive sports for as long as possible. Okay. Like, so, traditional sports. like Yeah, football, basketball, soccer. soccer yeah. yeah. So, I would say that, no, I don't think it would, like, it really gets to me. Like, okay. I've done that performance under the those, like, like, lights before. Yeah. So, it's not nothing too crazy. That's cool. No, that's awesome. I think yeah. that video games, you, you, you're literally the person that people t tell, like moms tell their kids that this doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Because 
you make money off of playing video games. My mom's always said, they don't. That's a lie. That person doesn't exist. No, <laughs> they exist. And you don't even have to be playing. You just have to be watching. Exactly. Yeah. That's cool. So back to Roswell. Yeah. Acting on that set. Any cool stories out of acting? Like anything that happened on set that's really crazy? Any cool people you've met in the process? Yeah. Well, I've met like, you know, all the main actors because I'm just a, just a <coughs> featured extra. Yeah. Uh, you know, an extra with some lines, you'd say. Okay. Um, so, no, I don't really like... I, yeah, I've met all the actual actors, the, you know, the big name ones. Mm. Uh, they're all really nice people, I'd say. Uh, I've had a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, on those sets, those nice, good, like, 20-hour days of just filming. 20-hour um, days? Oh, yeah, man. <clears throat> What's that like filming a 20-hour day? Because that sounds stressful. That sounds bad. That sounds kind of shitty. <laughs> I mean, for me as an extra, it was like nothing. I was just asleep most of the time waiting for them to like be like, oh, yeah, we're mm. ready to do the scene now. Yeah, I've heard they're really strict on set. And like they will like kick extras and actors out real – like specifically extras yeah. if they're not on their shit. Like, if they're, like, yeah. messing up a lot. Yeah, if you're not, like... I mean, first of all, it's, like, a job. You're getting paid to do it. Yeah. You have to be a professional about it. Come here, you work. Don't, you know, look into the camera, things yeah. like that, you know. You gotta you gotta really be professional about it. Try not to eat up too much screen time. Yeah. Try not to overshadow the main dialogue that's happening because that's the more important stuff. Yeah. It's not that person in the background. It's what's happening in the foreground, what they want to actually focus on you know so as an extra yeah if you're being you know if you're being a little bit much then yeah so there's a skill to being an extra then because you got to be good at not taking away from the star i guess um i mean like just being an extra is just being there mm. just being there the best thing that you have to learn how to do is pantomime which is just Oh, so figuring out how to talk without exactly. You I feel know, like I'm not doing a very good. No, that, job. Was, that was horrible. <laughs> no, 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 no. That was those very wide of mouth move movements. You okay. have been kicked so off. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, teach me how to pantomime though. So it's like saying just talk, just basically talk, and then just eliminate your voice. Okay. So like. It's almost like you're trying to do ASMR. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like even less so. Yes. And yeah, then, yeah. And then you want to just yeah. keep cutting and it, cutting down. it down because I can't go, I can't go silent without moving with over exaggerating my lips. Yeah, that's pretty tricky. Yeah. So like, there's things like that. Sometimes I mean, I played I played a cook. Okay. I didn't have to pantomime. I was great. You know. I so just, was this on uh, Roswell? Yeah. So you were like a line cook and whatever. Yeah. All right, gotcha. All I had to do is just all day just be just cutting. Okay, so when you say you had lines, your lines were like order up and stuff like that. My lines were exactly order up. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I said order up a couple of times and I'm in the guild. I'm in the guild. There you go. You need, yeah, like six or eight lines. What does it mean to be in the guild versus just someone? Is that like a union or like what is that? It is a union. Uh, Essentially, um... Not gonna lie, don't know too much about it because <laughs> I uh, I just do it for fun. Okay. Um, it's something that it's just like oh like oh little side I'm not doing anything today yeah, yeah. I'll go film 
Might as well. I have nothing better to do. How do you just pick up shifts as 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 an extra? So, actually, it all started off with um, with my dad. Okay. So my dad was an extra uh, for a lot of uh, movies, and then became like featured actor in like commercials and everything like that. Uh, so he like told me about oh yeah they're having like an like a big like casting call yeah one day for this uh local uh local uh casting agency uh they do a lot of movies here in new mexico they're really cool people um love them and go there and they just take your picture um you just write down all your information they Take your picture, see what you talk like, pretty much. Yeah, and then they try to fit you for roles and call you if they're available, basically. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, it benefits to be kind of like a person that could be anyone. Yeah. Um, you know, you can kind of get a lot of roles if you just kind of look average. Yeah, because then they can stick you as a line cook. They can stick you as the bellhop. They can stick you as the murderer. They can yeah, yeah exactly. stick you everywhere. Yeah, exactly. Um, I don't know why I said murderer. All murderers look the same on television. Yeah, sure. sure. <laughs> yeah, I'll take that. Yeah. Uh, but I would say, yeah, like, you want to, like, if you just want to just do extra work, yeah, you want to kind of look, you know, mm-hmm. normal, but yet have that, like, uniqueness about you that makes you stand out a little bit from the normalness. Okay. And then when you start going into your more featured roles, featured extra roles, yeah. then... You could accentuate those those things to make you unique. Yeah. So you want to be just normal enough to fit every role, but unique enough to be picked out among the normals. Yeah. Okay. Essentially. I feel like that's pretty difficult to do. Yeah. I uh, I kind of got lucky though uh, for uh, the cook, mm-hmm. um, because I was going there just to be a patron. Yeah. And then their cook, the one that they already had from season one, dropped out. Ooh. So then they like just approached me. They're like, "Hey, would you mind being the cook?" And I was like, "Yeah, sure." sure. <laughs> yeah, it was like my first acting job, so I was like, "Yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't care." Yeah, I just want to, you know, I want to. Yeah, I want to be in. I want to. Yeah, get some so, I want to be getting the gills. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, so how does acting pay? Do they pay you hourly royalties? Like, how does yeah. that work? So it's a uh, hourly. Okay. Um, at least ours was hourly. Hourly, you know. Uh, yeah. Eventually, you could get a day rate, stuff like that. Um, just depends on how, you know, you climb the industry. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it all really depends. How often is it like with, with big actors, I always wonder how you get to be not an actor to a big actor, right? Cause it's very rare to see these bigger names as extras and then moving into big acting. Well, yeah, it's like the whole, um, I think, uh, you know, we have like, a big name like Pedro Pascal right now. Okay. You know, he's obviously the Mandalorian. Yeah. You know, I think some of his first gigs were being uh, a guy that dies on uh, uh, Criminal Minds. You know? He played the dead guy. Okay. Yeah, he played like a murderer or yeah. a guy that just like ended up dead. Yeah. You know, and he actually played it a couple times in the same show. Doesn't really add up, but hey. Okay. So he's like, he's dead. And then he's back. No, but like when, you know, when you're like Pedro Pascal, they could like, you know, do makeup, make yeah. it look at like a different person, but kind of similar. Yeah. yeah. Essentially. All murders are the same, so we're good, right? Exactly. Yeah. Like, like you said. Yeah. So, but, um, yeah, eventually you just, 
it's just like any real job mm-hmm. that like actually you know that you could actually grow in yeah not like a dead end job but you know one of those where like yeah you work your way up you start doing a lot more be reliable that's that's the main thing i mean if you're reliable you show up to set every yeah. time they ask yeah dude they'll like keep calling you back heck yeah once they, once they like you you're in they just gotta get you to like it yeah i mean um yeah they they really like me i unfortunately uh due to my other job i had to turn down a couple roles yeah you know i had um another featured extra role in a western movie and then another one that's uh, they didn't really describe it too much so it was a very secretive movie was that the western that uh tom hanks was filming here it probably was okay. i uh, can't remember I that i can't remember the name we got so many people filming here it's not even funny yeah it's the film funny. industry is like one of the lifeblood's of like yeah New mexico kind of always has been yeah i mean we got movies for like what all the pretty horses, you know, Ghost of Mars. Oh yeah, even like the entire like first Avengers movie was filmed here. Even that New York stuff was on like a green screen, right? Yeah, well, I mean, they usually just film in Atlanta. Yeah. Because uh, downtown Atlanta kind of looks like New York. Yeah, very similar. Um, and that's where all the big production companies actually are are mm. Atlanta. Then they have like in Toronto. Mm. Uh, sorry, Toronto. No. You gotta you can't cut it. The can't, can't pronounce that, that second T. Mountain, not mountain. Yeah, Toronto. Toronto. Um, Toronto. You know, but yeah, obviously, yeah, like at a Trisco Heritage. Yeah, yeah. that's where the entire oh, yeah. first that's, sequence that's, was. They move at Trisco Heritage. Yeah, gotta yeah. love it. You know, <laughs> the good old Trisco Heritage. Oh man. Yeah. So. Yeah, New Mexico, I mean, obviously, like, also the rail yards. Yeah. The rail yards are, like, in everything. Yeah, that was Transformers. Yeah. Uh, snow. They were in Snow. Yeah, there were a lot of things. A couple Jackie Fan- Chan flicks. Yeah, there's that one where he's the spy next door. That's all filmed in New Mexico, I think. Spy yeah. next door. Yeah. There's, like, all kinds of stuff filmed here in New Mexico. Yeah. and then, uh, New Mex- uh, Netflix has an office here, and they got yeah. all kinds of stuff here. Yeah, and then, yeah, the I-25 Studios, mm-hmm. Santa Fe Studios, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and obviously the big name is Breaking Bad. Oh, yeah. Brian Cranston is a... Is a G. He's a know? lord of television. Everything, he, he sneezes, and he'll get, like, a Golden Globe. Like, honestly, that guy is so good. Yeah, man. I mean, he was the best part about, like, 2014 Godzilla, so... <laughs> Maybe one of the only good parts about 2014 Godzilla. Right. <laughs> hey, don't get me started on Godzilla, man. Okay, let's get started on Godzilla. I'm curious now. What's the best Godzilla? The best Godzilla? The best Godzilla. Oh, no. Um, that just depends on what your criteria for Godzilla would be. Um, what do you want in a Godzilla movie? What I want in a Godzilla movie is a badass monster, Michael Bay style destroying things with... A very uh, encapturing subplot of um, distress, and maybe even like a love story involved. Cool. You'd love the second Godzilla that came out of the American ones that are the most recent. <laughs> the worst ones. Yeah, the, that are the horrible ones. But <laughs> so, what's a what's a good one for you then? Because I've actually never seen a single Godzilla movie. Wow. A yeah. good Godzilla movie. I mean, the originals are amazing. Okay. Um, that's mainly not because of like the acting or anything, yeah. or the CGI or the fights. They're all pretty bad because they're pretty low budget, right? Yeah, it's a guy in a suit. Yeah, <laughs> you know. So, 
Oh yeah, it's like in the Mothman comes. I've seen that scene where they're fighting. Yeah, like two guys in a suit. Just... Yeah. So, um, but I think the Godzilla more is the cultural impact yeah. to the Godzilla and what Godzilla represented as a whole. I mean, it was an entire nation's uh, anguish uh, post World War Two. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, really? Yeah. So, Are you talking about? Cause I didn't actually know that. I mean, okay, so <laughs> Godzilla gets his powers from nuclear explosions uh, weird uh yeah atom- atomic bombs yeah yeah so japan made this to kind of kind of deal with everything yeah um it was kind of like a subtle little dealing with it but not really out there it's it's subtle yeah it's just in the, it's in the nature and then in the word yeah so we get godzilla and you know he's destroying this nuclear-powered creature, this monstrosity, is destroying cities. So is he a symbolism of World War II America? Essentially, but I think it's more how the Japanese uh, you know, nation as a whole yeah. um, kind of dealt with uh, post-World War II. That's fair, because they Japan. had to come to terms with Imperial Japanese, which Imperial Japan, in yeah. my opinion... Is one of, if not the most evil reigning dictator government thing in history. Yeah. They were awful as, as a government. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's there's a lot of, I mean, anything that's like postmodern is pretty pretty bad. Yeah. Or uh, I mean, pre-modern is uh is pretty bad in terms of government uh affairs no yeah, absolutely well but even back then at that time you know america had a decent government britain was figuring their shit out um they were yeah. giving back india finally like like they, they were slowly figuring their shit out yeah but like of that time period i controversial here but i would go so far as to say that imperial japan was worse than like nazi germany i mean because they because of I, I have you listened to dan carlin yeah. Okay. Dan Clarence Hardcore History. He does a piece on it, um, and it's it's like a it's like a fourteen hour multi part thing. Yes, it is. It's a journey, and it's yeah. the horrors that were inflicted on by the by the Imperial Japanese. The people just don't even talk about or know about. It's 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 insane. Yeah, it's one of those things that's like. I mean, at the time, you just had you know the bigger names, in in evilness. Yeah, you had. Stalin, you had um, um, Hitler. Hitler, obviously, you know, Mussolini, the worst dude. Yeah. Mussolini, people don't Mao talk Zedong, about, yeah. yeah, Mao Zedong, um, the homeboy from Cambodia, uh, that dickhead, Pol Pot. Is that Cambodia? oh yeah? I think it's, that, that's somewhere in Africa. Pol Pot, though. Mm. All these are super, super evil dudes. I don't even know the name of the evil dude in Japan. I just know that Imperial. Off the top of my head, I just remember Imperial Japan. Japan. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just, yeah, it's one of those things. Yeah. Dictators. Gotta, All right. Gotta, gotta hate them. Gotta yeah. hate them. Exactly. Yeah. Dictators, you gotta hate them. They profit on human suffering and they perpetuate violence. Yep. Yeah. See, and I think that for, ha- for the dictators in the world, the ones that we currently have in the world seem to be less destructive and violent than previous ones. Because I think about, like, Kim Jong-un. I think about... Uh, Kazakhstan's uh, president, right? Yeah. Or um, Putin, right? Fuck Putin, right? Yeah. Um, I, to me, I when I think of evil, pure evil, like Satan himself, right? Yeah. I think 
Hitler. I think Pol Pot. I think Stalin. So I feel like, and I, I guess it's because technology advancements or it might be because um, media presence and everything like that. It's kind of toned it down a bit. But I just think that our modern day dictators are less evil. I think the evilness is the same. I just think they're... I just think that there is also so much going on in the world that I don't think people are really caring. And then on top of that, they're not doing all too much craziness. Yeah. But that's not to say that their evilness no. isn't there. That's fair. Because they're still very evil. Yeah. Right? Extreme, extraordinarily evil. But they're not perpetuating violence in the same um, militaristic and uh, aggressive fashion. Yeah. I mean, previous ones. it's just because you can't anymore. Yeah, it's, it's really hard to. Yeah. <laughs> Which I mean, is a good thing. Progress yeah. in the world and whatnot. Yeah, I mean, if you try to, you know, you know, do any, like, crazy war crimes, I mean, you're <laughs> you're getting the wrath of, uh, you know, the United Nations, which isn't a huge yeah. wrath, but, you know. It's still something. Yeah. Put sanctions. Oh, no, sanctions. Yeah, I mean. <clears throat> it's just kind of crazy what's going on in Ukraine right now. It's It's sobering. Yeah, because cool. here I am in, Al- in New Mexico, in Albuquerque, New Mexico, and I'm complaining about having to pay 388 for gas. Yeah. And meanwhile, families are being torn apart and murdered in yeah. Ukraine. Exactly. I mean, you know, uh, you know how I see it: gas prices rise, gas prices fall. Yeah, I mean, that's just if that's the price I have to pay to show less support to an angry dictator. Um, I'm for it in a way. You yeah. Know what I mean. I'm not really going to be too up in arms about uh, gas prices, obviously, because for me and, you know, my jobs and, you know, how much I travel, yeah, it's kind yeah. of a necessity. So I don't care really what it is. I'm going to have to pay it, unfortunately. It's yeah. just kind of how it is. kind of sucks. You going to go into electric vehicles eventually? Oh, yeah. I definitely want an electric vehicle. I mean, they're just a little bit better. I My house right now, though, um, I would need to get... Kind of an older house. Yes, yeah, so you had to figure out the power thing. Yeah, no, the power is definitely on the on the older side. I think, uh, yeah, in our sidewalk we still have the uh, the the day that the Apollo Eleven landed on the moon. So uh, oh. like the the date carved into it. Oh shoot! So it's that old of a house. Dang, that's like real. Old. <laughs> yeah. So um, the electrical has not been up to date. So definitely have to get that before I could get a car to plug in. That's fair. Especially because we live in Albuquerque. I mean, if we lived in San Francisco, I don't need a you know a, yeah, a no, house. Absolutely. Yeah, because in San Francisco, they're, they're everywhere. The yeah, charge ports are everywhere. And exactly. They're getting that here though. Like, any, if you go in downtown or if you go to Knob Hill, you park anywhere. There's yeah, there's reserve ones, spots. There's ones right by the uh, the uh, library, the board game library. Empire. Yeah, Empire, dude. Empire is the spot. While we talk about that, can I get you another drink? You yeah. Want another uh, another. Um, uh, you know what? Let's go with that mule. That, that mule? Okay, I'm gonna get you a different cup for that one. Awesome. Yeah. But yeah, no, Empire is fun. I love that place. Absolutely. I love Empire. I practically lived there before the pandemic. Yeah, I feel that. <laughs> really happy they stuck around for the pandemic too. I was really worried about them. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, every business you're, every like family business. You're just kind of like, ah, oh, sh- yeah. shit, like, these mom and pop shops might go down. It just kind of sucks. But it does, but it, I mean, shit happens, right? If it wasn't the pandemic that was going to do it, it was economic turmoil. It, was, it yeah. was one thing or the other. Yeah, I mean, can't blame the, the pandemic 
you know, on everything. No, absolutely not. Mm-hmm. I think that people blame the pandemic on way too much because it 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 was it, it was shitty for everyone. Yeah. So you can't it can't be a, an excuse at this point. Yeah, exactly. You either uh, move on or you dwell on it, and you are okay with. Yeah, especially especially for the people that like didn't lose loved ones. Yeah, you know people that uh, you know just went about their days. They just couldn't you know go eat, go out for food, which you still could. You just couldn't sit down. Yeah, I mean, but um, you know that's a luxury that we got really used to. Yeah, you know, it's crazy Americans. Yeah, because like I have a luxury now with let's say Amazon, where I can get one to two day shipping. Yeah, that's insane. And of course, that's going to cause supply chain issues. Even 10 years ago, that was no way that was going to be exist. It'd be seven to 10 days to order anything online yeah. 10, 20 years ago. Exactly. I mean, but I mean, now that we have what that warehouse here, yeah, you get same day shipping. Same day shipping, like drone delivery is coming. It's, it's insane. Yeah, it's kind of fun. I watched a documentary on how the supply chain is directly affected upon. Uh, the consumerism of us wanting things same day, next day, two day shipping, all that kind of stuff, and that's what's really bottlenecked it and caused it into the dilemma that it, that it is right now. Yeah, I mean, because we're just, uh, I mean, we got really comfortable with the fact that we have a computer in our pocket. Yeah, the I fact can, that we could, yeah. you know, get all the answers immediately. Mm-hmm. You know, that kind of propels us wanting, like, oh yeah, well, I ordered this book. You know, I want it right, right now. now. <laughs> you know, right now. you know, like, oh, I don't want to wait, you know, a couple of days for my new keyboard to come in. I want it same day. Yeah, absolutely. Like, you know, this is why we have people that, you know, are complaining that, you know, Best Buys and everything that they're like, oh, we're out of stock because everyone else had the same idea. Oh, as yeah, because didn't graphics cards go way the heck up? Yeah, but that's just due to uh, like you know uh, cryptocurrency mining and everything, things like that. Okay, gotcha. Because you need a graphics card to crypto mine. Yeah. Are you into crypto? I'm not. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I have about a couple Bitcoin, but I mean, oh, <laughs> you have Bitcoin. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I got it early on. Okay, gotcha. I got it early on. I used to just spend it on randomness back when bitcoin still was like worth like five dollars yeah yeah back in the day when it first started and yeah. everyone was like what's this coin this is never gonna be anything <laughs> yeah and i just used it to you know some people wanted to get payment that way yeah you know some like artists that like i had you know did commissions for and stuff like that um but then so you'd spend like 30 bitcoin on a piece of art yeah Oh, so if you had kept those 30 Bitcoin, that oh, would yeah, be... Oh, yeah, no, like, yeah, I would definitely, uh, you know, be very secluded and, you know, yeah. <laughs> in my mansion right now. But. <laughs> he wouldn't be here in New Mexico. Um, what is your opinion? Cause we were talking a lot on politics, which is kind of like, what is your opinion on Elon Musk buying uh, Twitter? It's whatever. I don't really care about billionaires mm. at this point. That's fair. But that's a lot of power that a billionaire has yeah you could just not use twitter though yeah which i actually don't use twitter yeah right i i use twitter and it's uh you know he's like oh you know it's gonna be more free to free speech you know yeah so we're gonna unband everyone from the right everyone that we ban from the left are also getting unbanned it's just gonna be uh, it's just everything gonna, it's, good. it's just gonna be the internet 
Yeah. You know, and that's how it was before, you know, we had this uh, crazy, uh, uh, you know, overload of uh, being sensitive. That's fair. I but mean, and that's not a bad thing. I was going to say, sensitive. it's good to be cautious of other people's feelings, right? It's good to be cautious of other people's feelings, but I feel at some point, um, if you're tiptoeing around everywhere, I mean, not much is going to get done. That's fair. I, what, I, what I appreciate about our modern culture is that we've created safe spaces for this kind of free speech, this more like edgy free speech, mm-hmm. in things like, like comedy, right? Comedy yeah. is a safe space. Yeah. Comedy is where you say things that you normally can't get away with outside of comedy. Yeah, unless you're talking about like alopecia, then you're yeah. just going to get slapped you're on stage. Slap. God, freaking Will Smith. <laughs> you dude. know, like so. Honestly, I'm going to call him out. Well, that was a bitch move Will Smith did. That was I mean, that's just I mean, you so, could do an entire character study on oh, yeah. why that's actually not completely his fault. But you're you right. Know. It's definitely not completely his fault. Yeah, you could just go into a total like you know psychological breakdown of uh, how he was breaking down. Yeah. As as a man, I mean, especially with his relationship and everything he, like that. Yeah, I think the real like bad person there is definitely Jada. Oh yeah. You know, I mean, talk about not having any talent, but also like you know. Oh shit! Call him out. You I know, like ruining that. your husband, man. I don't think I've ever seen her work ever i can't think of a movie song i don't even know what she does in the industry yeah she's an actress okay what is she in i mean more recently she's in the equalizer tv show with queen latifah okay i haven't seen that yeah i haven't seen it either (laughs) uh and i actually kind of like queen latifah so yeah um queen latifah is (laughs) cool that tv show though it's not that interesting to me yeah i mean it's you know it's a take on an old TV show that got turned into a great series of movies. Yeah, um, I've seen the Equalizer movies. Those are fantastic. Yeah, I mean, anything that you get Denzel to do is going to be amazing. God tier. Yeah, yeah he's, he's one of the Mount Rushmore actors. Yeah, the Mount... Okay, Mount Rushmore has four faces on it, right? Yeah. Who are your four Mount Rushmore actors? Um, I would say, yeah, Denzel Washington, Tom Hanks, Leonardo DiCaprio, Daniel Day-Lewis. <laughs> Remind me who Daniel Day Lewis is because I can't fit the Played, face to him. Uh, Abraham Lincoln, Bill the Butcher. Gotcha. You know. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um. Dang. So you're putting Leonardo DiCaprio, Tom Hanks, Denzel Washington, and then Day Lewis on there. Yeah. Okay. Definitely. Is the Easy. top four actor. Easy. Easy. There's not even any like fifth or sixth place that they're like close. I mean, because you said that very fast, you must have like thought of this. <laughs> I mean, way in advance. I don't think I've ever really thought of my like top actors in that sense. It's just when like I think of like those act like who you want to like, like who you want as a statue to you, to represent film. Yeah, you. I would say yeah, Tom Hanks, a uh, very diverse character. Um, he could do, <laughs> you know. <coughs> <clears throat> the fun movies, you know, he could be, you know, Woody. He's Woody. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, he could do the sad, very, very drama-filled movies. I mean, we have Castaway, uh, Philadelphia. Um, Saving Private Ryan. Yeah. 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 He has these movies that, like, you know, move you. Yeah. Um, both whether it's going to make you laugh, 
you know, and Big. You yeah, know? Big's a good movie. Yeah, so... You uh, know. Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump is a little bit of everything when it yeah. comes to Tom Hanks. Exactly. And I think when you, like, look at Tom Hanks, you're just like, yeah, this is an easy guy to, like, look at. Yeah. Like, yeah, he can And enjoy it, too. Everyone enjoys Tom Hanks. Yeah, it's hard not to. Yeah. I mean, yeah. What's going on? Yeah, what was that? Yeah. Dude, we got some weird noises going on in this bar. Hey, oh, you, you Thanks for popping that out. I'm going to get my guy to check on that. That's fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah. That sounded like a fire alarm, but like a tiny ant fire alarm. <laughs> the tiny? Yeah, yeah. It's like, like an anthill fire alarm. That's... What is this? <laughs> what is going on? But, uh... You know, one of my... One of my favorite um, Tom Hanks movie is uh, the base, the baseball one, The League of Their Own. League of Their Own is a great. There's no crying in baseball. There's no crying in baseball. I mean, yeah, you like you talk about those movies, and I think everyone can name, you know, some of their favorite movies, and I think a Tom Hanks movie might be in there. I'm trying to think because my favorite movie of all time is The Departed, right? Yo, yeah, love that movie. That doesn't have Tom Hanks. You got if Leo. I think it's got it has Leo. No, it does. Have, it has a lot of people in there that are like like Mark Wahlberg. Um, oh, Marky Mark. Marky is, Mark is up there, dude. I love Marky Mark. Um, he's a I'll horrible actor, though. but you know I love him. Sheesh. <laughs> Careful. Put some respect on that name. I love I love Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> he just doesn't do too many quality movies, but that's totally. But fun. when he does. Yeah, it's great. Hits. I mean, Father Stu just came out. You know, it's a pretty good movie. Nice. I haven't actually seen that one. I'm not a big movie guy. I think that one's definitely up there. I really like Schindler's List a yeah. lot. Uh, Schindler's List. I think a lot of people. I think that was one of their like first like real emotional movies. That was, and I have a really interesting connection with Schindler's List because the first time I watched it, I went back to watch it again. And I was surprised that it was in black and white because the first time I saw it, it was so moving that as I was watching, you didn't even it, it notice. Color. Yeah, I was like, "This is in color." Yeah, you can see everything vividly happening here. Yeah, this is great just, storytelling. Uh, you know, this is just this is just life. Like you just yeah. like think like you're you don't even realize that. And that's the beauty of that film. Now it is, it 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 gets a lot of props just for being a Holocaust film, um, but even if you take that out of it. It's still brilliantly told and amazing. Yeah, and I mean, awesome. it's hard not to be, like. I mean, the story is like based on real life. Yeah. So. So there's automatically that attachment. Yeah, I mean, and it's the thing that we all went through. Well, well, like we, we as went, a society, society, as a culture. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you were like, what, you're like 23, 23, 23, I'm 24. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah, we yeah. did. I can't remember 9/11. Yeah, I. Uh, I think I was like two. Yeah, I was yeah. like three. I, there's no way I can remember that, let alone World War Two. So. Yeah, no. Yeah. I just remember, you know, every day, you know, every time 9-11 came down for school, oh, yeah. I was watching the videos over and over. Oh, yeah. You know, all the documentaries. It feels like we, I don't know, if it's important to remember because that was a very tragic day that occurred, <laughs> absolutely, but it feels like we've lingered on that, and I think we're finally to the point where we might be getting past it a little bit. I mean, I think that, I mean, I think that was one of the most important days. Yes, it was in defining modern, in every way. Yeah, I mean, it, it's what led to 
one of the craziest um, like laws, the Patriot Act. I mean, yeah, you know, and that the Patriot Act's insane. Yeah, the fact that you know you get to spy on your own people. Yeah, uh, essentially, which you know you could have different different opinions on it. Um, you know, but I've always been the the type of person that you know I like to have my privacy, even though I don't don't break the law. Other yeah, you than, have nothing to hide, but, but there's a right to it. Yeah, I still would like my privacy. Yeah, but there, um, there's these guys on Instagram. They're called the uh, the Pop Brothers at Law. Right? No. <laughs> yeah. They're really funny. But they talk about it. Him and then there's like like um, Mike Law by Mike as well. And they talk about how like just because you have nothing to hide doesn't mean you should still consent to search, consent to uh, inf- infringement on, on privacy because you saw that right to and the right's what's important. Yeah. It's like if you get pulled over and the cop's like, oh, can you step out of the vehicle? You're like, well, I'm... No, officer, what is the probable cost? Less. They have a little yeah. script for it too. They're like... Hi, officer. Why am I being pulled over? Thank you, officer. Am I being detained or am I free to go? Thank you. I invoke the fifth. Yeah, that's one of the, yeah. that's one of my favorite things. Is uh, you know when I when I've gotten uh, pulled over and properly like you know you know roughed around, but not like too much where the police were being assholes. It's just that they're trying to figure something out. Yeah, fish or something. Yeah, I mean, I used to live in a really bad neighborhood, so. I mean, they probably thought that I lived right next to... Well, I did live right next to a drug dealer, so they probably thought that I was... <laughs> you were part of it or something. Yeah, yeah, that I was probably just coming from a deal, so... Yeah. You know, they were just trying to figure stuff out, and, uh, you know, I understand it, and they they have a job to do. I mean, it's a weird... It's a tough job, too. I it, can't imagine being a police officer. Yeah. I have respect for, for the job itself. I just... Yeah, there's I, a lot of, you know, yeah. like, you know... Qualified immunity and which know. we got rid of in New Mexico, yeah. which is a great thing that that we're almost going to bring back. Oh, but oh, <laughs> that's not good. Yeah, because in my mind, you know, the whole defund the police movement, right? Yeah, that is more than just no cops. That's better cops. That's better paid cops, and that's giving better cops train, better train, and giving cops the better resources. Like having homeless specialists, having drug use specialists on the field, uh, requiring mental health checkups, yeah, um, sensitivity training, racial minority training, all of that goes into, and then investing in the communities so they're safer for the cops to police. It. Yeah, I mean it's just, uh, I mean obviously, like yeah, if you make the community better, then less crime. Less weird, cr- right? yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's a very weird thing, but also safer for cops with less crime. Yeah, wow. but also less money for the city. You know, that's fair because we're investing more, so losing money out that way, and then they get less tickets. They yeah. probably just become more narcs on the on the parking tickets and stuff like that to make up for it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, speedy, speeding, you know, if you go, you know, the four over, you're going to be done. I mean, it's not going to cost a point on your license, but you're still going get, to get, you know, fucked over. Yo, yeah, absolutely. And what, a speeding ticket's like something like 100 bucks, 200 bucks minimum? Yeah. I haven't even... I've never actually paid for a speeding ticket. I have gotten speeding tickets, but I've always went to court and did the whole like no contest and like six months off your record type dealio thing. Yeah, I have. Uh, I've never gotten a ticket for speeding as much as the egregious speeding I've done. <laughs> well, in Albuquerque, they got bigger fish to fry, so they're not. Yeah, which is unfortunate because I wish 
that their fish to fry was speeding. Because if their main concern was speeding, we live in a very good society. Yeah, but I mean, when you're doing 140 and uh, 50, you know, that's that's illegal. <laughs> yes, that's, that's bad. That's very illegal. That's bad. You know, that's very dangerous. <laughs> you know, you know, you know. I was just doing that in game, though, not you know, real life. Oh, I was gonna say, yeah, yeah, yeah like, sure. What the heck? Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll keep it in game. <laughs> Lord. Um, you know, I'm not trying to, you know, admit to yourself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in, a, in, a, in a bar setting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wild. <laughs> you know, you never know who's listening, man. Yeah. You never, you really don't. That's the true. The guy across the, in the bar could be, uh, you know. Are you a cop? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you a cop? If he ignores you, he's a cop. <laughs> oh, well, there you go. Well. All right. That's, that's awesome. Um, so, you said you were an outdoorsman. You yeah. You love to hike. What are the sorts of activities you like to do outside? Um, well, yeah, I love to hike. I love to camp. Well, I haven't done it really recently, unfortunately. I've been kind of AWOL from that type of lifestyle. Um, I do go shooting. Nice. Uh, quite often. Um, it's a whole other ordeal shooting is but um with uh, what like like airsoft real guns paintball like no i mean like real guns like just shooting like a gun. shooting range yeah yeah this is the whole another like can of worms of that's fair and that's a tricky one too because yeah i don't know it's just tricky it's just super tricky because part of me is like well we've had a lot of school shootings here in albuquerque recently yeah last year that really hit home that are very very close. Yeah. Right? And ever since that's occurred, I've been like, I, I want kids to stop dying. It's simple. Yeah. But can you effectively, should you effectively, place a flat-out ban on all guns? Well, there's arguments both sides that have some validity. Yeah. Ultimately, I just want kids to stop dying, though. Yeah, I just want the community to be safer, more well or uh, well, more... Uh, informed and uh you know understanding of how guns work more safer so um, how would you fix the gun issue oh i not in a position to, <laughs> to fix the gun issue i don't think i i don't think i properly could um especially because i'm you know a little biased i you know i like guns that's fair you know i shoot guns a lot uh i shoot some of those egregious guns that probably should be banned but, um, <laughs> you know, no one should have a grenade launcher, but, you know, it's well, really fun to in shoot. In Albuquerque, in New Mexico, New Mexico is one of the loosest gun laws in America. Yeah, but, I mean, throughout the entire United States, you could definitely, um, just paying a tax, you could get a grenade launcher. I don't think that should happen. Yeah. That's one of those things that we're like, yeah, no one... I mean, you can't shoot actual explosive, you know rounds through it i mean but you could shoot you know the socks that the police shoot in riots. that are non-lethal yeah yeah, yeah. you could only shoot non-lethals uh, out of your grenade launcher but those are still very damaging yeah i mean but there's a reason why the police are trained not to shoot the socks at uh at people shoot it at the ground so it bounces and hits the people it's okay. like it's non-lethal at that point Things like that. Okay. I mean, if you get a chalk round to your chest, though, you're going to be feeling it. Yeah, you know, you it's might, going to be bad. Yeah, it might be even... It could be deadly, but it's a non-lethal. Okay, gotcha. Are you good, doing good in that drink? You want me to get you one more or are you still chucking? All right. That, that, that tells me what I need to do. 
I got one more joy bus. Do you want it? Yeah, might right, as well. All right. Might as well. So do you have any crazy stories about being outdoors, being camping? I love hearing camping stories. Yeah, I have. Uh, I have quite a bit. I mean, I've experienced a lot. Me and my uh, me and my close friend, uh, we uh, we're real outdoorsy guys, but uh, we kind of always get ourselves into some trouble. Okay, <laughs> tell me about some of these times you've gotten in trouble while I pour you this drink. Because remember, the foam on these got awful. Yeah. Um, well, I would say uh, there's a couple times where we went to a campsite that no one really goes to all too much. Okay. Um, it's by Red River. Uh, here in New Mexico, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we were looking for Forrest Finn's treasure um, that was found. Wait, what's Forrest Finn? Forrest, you don't know about Forrest. No, tell Finn. me about Forrest Finn. Yeah, tell me about Forrest Finn. Um, I don't really know the backstory about him. It's just a guy that uh, hid some treasure here in, or well, along along the Rockies. Okay, which spanned from New Mexico to Montana, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but uh, in his thing, he uh, talked about it being like a damp area. Okay. So we assumed it was by a river. Okay. So we chose Red River. As one of our locations that we were going to, like, search. Okay. Um, I think it was actually found in Colorado. Like, oh, so someone like, this is real. Yeah. No, it's real. It's like what was the treasure? Don't know. I, I, I didn't really. I just saw that the treasure was found, and I was like, oh. oh. I need to check that out. That's cool. I don't think me or my friend ever really cared about what the treasure was. We just kind of wanted to. Be the ones to find it. Exactly. It's yeah. the glory, you know. The glory of finding forest fin. Fence. Fence. Forest Fens treasure. Yeah. So anyway, you're out in Red River. Yeah, we go to this uh, this site. It's kind of a secluded site. Okay. Which was good because we wanted a secluded site that we'd be able to, you know, do some hard investigation skills. You know. Got to flex, you know. Yeah, you know we have to be, you know, really good, you know, you know, you know CSI, you know, yeah. guys. Um, but uh, we get to the place and. They have one of like the the bathroom like urinal type like places out there like like you know this is like really shady right yeah but we go to it and then we see just like three like gash marks across the door we're like oh that looks dangerous uh. <laughs> we're like oh we don't know we don't know if that's actually good yeah so we're like. You know, fuck it. Like, I, I need to take a shit. So, <laughs> you know, let's go into this door. Yeah. Uh, you know, being real, like, horror movie people about it. Like, oh, let's go into the dangerous room. <laughs> Don't uh, go open that door. It goes and opens the door. door yeah. We, uh, we go in, and uh, there's blood everywhere. Oh. <laughs> blood everywhere. Um, we're like, we're good. And we just dip immediately. You didn't, you didn't want to figure out, like, what that blood was? Or? No, we didn't really care at that point. We're just like, yeah, you know, a bear probably got in and... Ate something? Yeah. Were you worried that that was, like, a human being or what? I mean, if it was, what can I do about it? Fair. <laughs> I, was, uh, I was 17 at the time. I don't think I could have done anything about <laughs> it, you know. I was fresh out of high school. That's fair. Yeah, so... Yeah, we just uh, we just decided to go camping in there and uh, 
look for some treasure never found it obviously yeah or else you wouldn't be talking to me today no no yeah so that's actually let's call so that's going to be your last drink um we can stick around for a little bit longer but once the lights flash again i'll have to kick you out but, all right for sure yeah. i appreciate you coming though man i i enjoy getting new people new guests guests to my bar so yeah of course yeah, absolutely Always. so the blood in red river do you have any other cool camping stories um, I mean, I've had some like points where I like lost my campsite and with my cousins and it was raining and we kind of had to like make a temporary shelter so that we wouldn't, uh, hypothermiate. Yeah. And then, uh, <laughs> after like, you know, like Albuquerque weather, like after like a couple hours, you know, you know, sorry, New Mexico weather, you know, we would just, uh, the weather would clear up and it did and we eventually found our way back it took quite a bit of walking though we were very far away you strike me as the kind of guy who plays a lot of airsoft yeah i do play a lot of airsoft i don't mean that as an insult either i actually really like airsoft too no i love airsoft i'm the airsoft manager here at uh ruckus airsoft oh paintball and airsoft i'm the airsoft manager so you're like a big deal in the airsofting league or intercepting game. I don't know if there's a league here or not, but yeah, we actually do have the uh, RAL, the Ruckus Airsoft League. Oh, shoot! Which is a tournament-based format, five v five. You know, five v five. As all of good FPSs are. There, right? Yeah, five v five. Yeah, get you know, winner takes some cash home. That's really cool. Yeah, I, uh, last couple times, guys have taken home. The first place guys take home five hundred dollars. Nice, and it's just a Saturday of tournament. Yep, Saturday of tournament. Nice, that's really cool. So is there any other places besides Ruckus, or is that like the main go-to? Because that's the only one I've ever heard of here. Yeah, unfortunately, I mean, we're the only like officially like, you know, airsoft field. Like a legit one, not like a backyard. Yeah, Yeah. unfortunately, uh, I mean, I like, I always wish that there are more because that just always like improves the, yeah. you know, the if sport. If there's multiple competitions in town yeah everyone's quality raises yeah exactly so unfortunately yeah ruckus is the only one as of right now um but hopefully in the future yeah we could grow it a little bit more and so it's paintball and it's airsoft yeah how do you play how does that work like different days for everything or well we have stuff going on during paintball so, yeah, like, I mean, we just have different fields. So, you know, we just rotate the fields pretty much. Because nice. it's way out there near, like, the volcanoes, right? Yeah, it's right by the sheriff's shooting range. Nice. That's oddly fitting, actually. Yep. Yeah. Right weird. by, like, right past the Amazon warehouse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's a stereotype that per- is perpetuated about airsofters. In fact, South Park recently just did an episode on airsofting. <laughs> yeah. Have you seen that one? Yes, I have. What is your thought on that? Is it accurate? Like, who airsofts? What type of person airsofts stereotypically? And then what's it like for real? I mean, stereotypically, I mean, kids. A lot of, I get a lot of younger uh, kids that watch, you know, like, they, like, look at Call of Duty. Yeah. They're like, oh, I want to do that real life, you know, so they go in airsoft. Uh, We get a lot of... um, Guys that are into shooting real steel, um, which is shooting real guns. Yeah. Um, that are like, oh, yeah, we kind of really want to experience the action, right? Yeah, the, yeah. the movement. It's, the adrenaline. They want to uh, 
almost like mimic like war movies and yeah it's yeah. also a good way to um i mean if you are into like speed shooting or like into actual like three gun drills like yeah like how like you know people train for like you know movies and everything like you know doing you know switching from pistol to rifle to yeah. shotgun um yeah you could get that down really well you could get your movements down really well in a real life setting yeah. So a lot of people do it for that. And then we do have veterans that come out here, too, that are, okay. you know, um, it's just a way to uh, de-stress, I guess. Um, yeah, I, I could see that. I mean, when I've gone, because I've actually played Airsoft at Ruckus, it's really cool. I think I might have even seen you there before. But um, <laughs> with, with Ruckus Airsoft, I find that there's three groups of people. There's the military folks which either real military or just want to be real military right yeah there's the edgy edgelord teenagers yeah and then there's the casuals yeah and i think that's like everyone falls into one of those three groups definitely i think uh i think though over like i think that's a very stereotypical way to like yeah look at it there's three stereotypical groups that i've i've seen i think over here though at ruckus I think we're, we're all really building a good community. community. That's cool. Because I've, I've always loved going, even, even despite like edgelord teenagers being a part of the sport. Um, yeah. I feel like they're a part of any cool sport. Yeah. And I, I like Ruckus a lot. I like, I like the, the Alamo field. Oh, yeah. The Alamo field is my favorite field. Yeah. It's, um, it's super cool where they have like the tires and everything. I, that's cool though. Um, that's, that's the end. So I got to kick you out. So you can go ahead and finish your drink real quick. Or you, you don't have to if you don't want to. Yeah, you gotta, yeah. I had to waste not one. I was a steak kid, you know, I have to. You're a steak, yeah, you can drink it then, you got it. Uh, while you're sipping that down though, I wanted to let you know I do have a podcast, it's called the Let's Have a Drink Podcast. It's conversations like this, talking to people, getting people a little buzzed and ask them questions. So you can check it out on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Music. It's now on Amazon Prime. And it's also a Google Cast, uh, Google Podcast. So. All right, for sure. Let's awesome. call, let's let's have a drink podcast. Let's have a drink podcast. Yes, sir. All right, cool. All right, Gabe. It was great to meet you. Nice to meet you, Cam. Have a wonderful day. Drive All right. safe. All right, you too. Awesome. Thank you.